top off my water. I'll be right back. Yep. You can tell us to shut up. It's okay. Actually, I got to piss. BRB. Fine. I'll be here by myself. All by yourself. Why do I? I'm not going to keep doing this because I don't want. Oh, shit. Now that I said that, Tiss is going to use it. Fuck. Why'd I do that? Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. On an audio feed is Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. And on an audio feed, reporting live from outer space, hanging out with Interplanet Janet, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. If this is a reference, I don't get it. It's another schoolhouse rock. Oh, yeah. I remembered I, another song. See, <laughs> I was just like, please don't be another schoolhouse rock. I don't remember anything. And then you did that. I was like, oh, cool. You went with something else. Nope, I was wrong. I just don't nope. get it. Nope, nope, nope. You didn't I, get it, and it was also a schoolhouse rock. My, my, I'm going to be 100% honest. My head went to Conjunction Junction again. Again. It was like, he's going to do a Conjunction Junction for the third straight episode. I'm going to make a different joke. Well, oh, I, was like, I was like, I was joke. like, I was like, oh, there's a, there's um, what is it? Uh oh, conjunction junction. What's no? Damn it! Um, I like when I was, uh, like Cartman pretends to be that robot that they produce uh, that just makes uh, movie ideas and it's just awesome different o. Adam Sandler pitches over and over again. Awesome, oh yeah! And it's just like Adam Sandler gets stranded on an island and falls in love with a coconut, and they're like, "Great, great, great stuff." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. That's me. I was, conjunction junction every week. I was trying to think of um, unpack your adjectives. Hmm. Listen, lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. There you go. Oh, I do remember that one. Lolly, 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 mm. get your adverbs here. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. All right, yeah, I think I... I think we've reached our limit before we start getting censured for uh, <laughs> using them without paying. Yeah, them. we're Look. too on point. Here's a fun fact: uh, those songs are uh, <laughs> are they fr- are they fair use? They should be fair use at I this point. Yay! They're only 50 years old. I thought fair use is like 100 years old. Like, no. Happy birthday only became fair use like recently. No, it has to. It, 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 fair use used to be 25 years. And then when old school well, Disney okay, stuff. Well, okay, so fair use. Okay, public domain and fair use, I think, are different things. Because, like, fair use is like, well, if you're parodying it or if you're, mm. um, or if you're like critiquing it, then yeah. it's okay. But public domain uh, takes a lot more. Yeah. It takes a lot longer. Uh, I was just, I was just here to point out that uh, Conjunction Junction uh, and all those songs are closer to World War II than they are today. That's accurate. So why are we all here? <laughs> to feel sad about how old we are. Uh, <laughs> no so reason. Welcome. The point of life is nothing. Yeah. Look, this I is could... the Nihilist podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything's meaningless, and your life is a speck on the ass of life. I, I, uh, I could totally comment on how sad I am about how old I am, but I'm not so going to. Sad. Well, as sad as I didn't get a birthday celebration this year, so that's how old I am. I'm so sad I didn't even get a birthday celebration this year. What are you talking about? Wah, wah, wah. From, from us on the birthday podcast? No, from my family. Mm. Yeah, well, what did you turn, 34 this year? Yeah. 
Mm. Sounds made That's up. Tough. Fake news. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm actually 34. Pretty sure you just uh, said welcome. the same thing. <laughs> welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. The premise of our show is very simple. Uh, the three or four of us bros, uh, however many decided to show up, someone decided to go to a wedding this weekend and wasn't here this weekend. Uh, his name's Sean. Where he's a good friend of ours. And he is, uh, he's not here, but if he were here, he would have come with a question for us to discuss during this episode, as we all did. We all came with a question that we wanted our bros to discuss. Could be about anything. Could be about current events. Could be about pop culture. Could be about a uh, what-if question, a philosophical question. Life, the universe, and everything. All of it uh, is within our reach here. But we also want to hear your questions from you, the listener. We've answered hundreds, thousands of them over the last couple of years. And so uh, we want to hear them from you still. But you got to email them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com to get your question answered on the air by us, the bros, who are as funny as we are hmm, attractive, smart. I don't know. Funny I don't know. I feel like it's our highest rated quality. So if we compare it to anything else, we're we're dumbing ourselves yeah. down. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry, I, I wasn't listening. Eyesight. Yeah. Our attention, as, yeah. Our attention span. As funny as we are inattentive. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. As, as my as my as Tim is always telling us, who are you guys? Anyway. And Rich uh, says so, he's not funny. And we lost Matt. And he's reset. back. What a bummer. So anyway, see, uh, <laughs> see, this was the part you were where you were supposed to ignore it, and we were supposed to vamp until Matt showed up, and you <laughs> failed. Oh, As sorry. I said, you were funny. Come on. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm funny. Who do you mm. think I am, Sean O'Brien? Yeah, Sean O'Brien, uh, uh, critically acclaimed and universally uh, revered as the funniest member of the show. Not here. Womp womp womp. That's right, guys. The number one appeal of our show, our our top fa- our top trait is our, our is our sense of humor, and the person who's best at it is not here. Stop listening, is what I'm telling you. Oh, don't uh, worry. My sister in law already stopped listening as soon as she heard Sean wasn't here. She was just like, "Nope, psych out." Your sister in law? Oh, wait, wait. That's your thing for your sister in law? Is like she's all about uh? No, I'm just about, being a uh, complete fucking smartass because she's one of the few people I know who still regularly listens. Love you, wow, Liz. Okay, let's see what we can do to lose Liz. Uh, no, now, uh, what's uh, what's everybody drinking tonight? Uh, are we gonna all gonna go at the same time again? <laughs> be honest, it was very funny sure. the one Why time we not? did it. Yeah, it was rich. No. Just, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a uh, Veneto Bianco. It's a 2020 white wine. I have uh, topped off the bottle, um, or capped off the bottle, I guess. So it's it's really good. I enjoy it. How about you, Tim? I am drinking Childress Vineyards 2015 Merlot from the Reserve series. It's a 13.8 alcohol per volume. And listen, I've I've. All the other children's wines have been fucking garbage, way too sweet, and just bad. And I gave this a bad rap on its first one, saying very acidic, like vinegary. And the last one, I was like, it's grown on me. It's not nearly as bad. And um, now... Drumroll. Live tasting. Right now. It's fine, breath. He we think fun, everyone. We've made it to a net zero, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute zero. 
Uh, I am drinking Bogle Vineyards Cab Sev, and let me tell you, here's a fun fact uh, that I didn't consider until just now when I just poured the last glass of the bottle. This is a 14.5% alcohol per volume. My it's man. a hefty boy, and I've got my playoff football game tomorrow, and let me tell you, whew, they are not going to be getting 100% Matt Casnell. Uh, surveying the middle of the field uh, during tomorrow's game. I'm sorry to everybody on the team. Uh, we, I don't know if we're going to make it. <laughs> if you were counting <laughs> on my performance, and I don't know why you would be, but if you were counting on my performance in any way, shape, or form tomorrow, you're going to be disappointed. So, anyway. Yesterday, real quick, a little side just for you guys. The listeners might enjoy this. I had about just a glass. I had about a glass of this bottle of Jersey Devil, which is a nineteen point five percent, prior to mm. yesterday, and so then mm. yesterday, over the course of seven to eleven o'clock, I drank the rest of this bottle of nineteen point five percent, and this is a thirteen percent. So it's nothing compared to yesterday. So wait, 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 wait. Bring that bottle back. Is that Jersey Devil Forte or is it a port? For, it's Forte. Okay, so what kind of wine is it? It's a red. That is so non-specific in any way, shape, or form. Port it's wine. just a red wine. It's not it, uh, anything. It literally just says red wine. Is it blend? On the bottle? <sighs> it's a red wine blend. It's it's good. Uh, I also had a blueberry, a Jersey Devil blueberry, which was also good. It's also a nineteen point five percent. It's from. It's a local. It's a Valenzino. It's a New Jersey local, obviously. Because I um, had red wine, like Apothic makes a great red wine blend. It's one of my favorites. But like it, it specifies that it's a blend. It's not just like like you bought like store brand. It's like red red wine brand red wine. So like an Apothic makes a couple different red wine blends. And, mm-hmm. and and I'll be honest, it's this is about to be a little bit of a rant. If you can't tell me what you fucking are, I already am mad at you. Because well, there are some there are some red wine blends I've had that it's just like, oh like Real close to like a real nice Pinot Noir or real nice Merlot. And then there's some red wine blends from the same fucking people. And I'll call Apothic on it. There's wow. some, some of the red wine blends are fucking great. And then some of them are just like, what the fuck pissed in my bottle? Like, <sighs> so whenever anything says just red wine or red wine blend, I'm like, this is probably garbage and I'm not going to touch it. And it's I'm only probably fifty percent right. Like there's a fifty percent chance that's a great fucking bottle, and I will never mm-hmm. try it. Their standard red wine blend, very good. Uh, their white wine blend, cannot comment. I've seen it, won't won't try it. Can't do it. Now, it's time for the questions. And again, oh, brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. Uh, does anybody have one that's jumping out at them? They want to start. I think them? I think you can go first this time, Matt. We each went first. It's fine with me. It's fine with me. Uh, Do it. I got one here. Do it. Uh, I've got one here. Uh, I've got one that's a jigsaw one, but I want to save that for later. That's more of an offshoot real quick. That's a a quickie. Uh, Here we go. So in the movie The Matrix, uh, the titular Matrix is preserved in the 1990s because, as the movie claims, the 1990s were the peak of humanity. Agree <laughs> or disagree? Oh, no. Um, is, wait, is that the question? The 1990s were the peak of humanity? <laughs> agree mm. or disagree? Oh, no. Oh, my. Um, hmm. I'm sorry. Have you? Are you saying that humanity's improved since then? Well, no. we lost Kevin Conroy, no. so obviously not. Rip. Yeah, rip we lost Betty White and Kevin Conroy. Mm. Um, and who did I just find out is like found out was like super old. 
A oh, lot of people. Another... A lot of people yeah. really oh, old now, Rich. Rich, Rich Sweeten. I I mean I am I am super old for mm. sure. But no, there was like a like a oh um Mel Brooks is also like almost a hundred years old. So like yeah, Mel Brooks is very old. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he's still he's still working. Mel mm-hmm. Brooks is almost a hundred years old, and he's still directing, writing, producing, and acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost. I love Mel Brooks. We lost Gene Wilder. Um. So. I'll, I'll agree. I will say yes, because we've just gone fucking downhill in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it depends, like, if you're answering this question on, like, if you're answering this question with it with a with a more serious eye than I think it deserves, you can point to the fact that, like, yeah, there was a, a level of, like, comfort and a, like, we're post-Cold War and, you know, as far as pop culture, things are, are progressing in a little bit. Like, there's good music then. There's good television then. Like, you could make an argument that, like, unless you are looking at, like, the most disadvantaged people on the planet, whose voices are not really being whole or heard until the 21st, 20th, 21st century, that, yes, the 90s are the peak of humanity because it, it seemed like at that point we were just never going to have a war. In fact, I think there was a book that came out in, like, the early 90s. I can't remember the name of the person who wrote it that made the argument that we would never have, like, major war again because the Cold War was over. And we had like mutual issue destruction. And so we were never going to have a major war again. Oops. And, uh, but, but that was the, the sentiment in the nineties. And so I think if you, if you didn't look very hard and you were just living your life and you were, you know, middle to middle upper class in the, or middle class in the, in the nineties, you were like, yeah, man, he's looking good. I got I, a VCR. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I am. I am very much inclined to to agree, like, trying to think about, like, I know little about, like, the economic state of the 90s and whatnot, but, like, I believe it was before, like, this is touching on subjects we talked about in the last episode, before, like, tuition prices got to be as astronomical as they were, and, like, it, it like, yes, social issues that have been kind of handled but at least brought to light today were still major issues back then but not were not as brought to not brought to light as much but like political and economic issues in that time were a little bit more like level it, I as much as I can recall look I was between the ages of 2 and 12 by the end of the 90s so like, you had this, you had the seeds of the mortgage crisis being sown around this time, uh, but like mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, obviously it didn't really, you know, it had a significant impact until like ten years later. But you know, but yeah, to your point, it's you know, a lot of the stuff like there were sort of ostentatious political decisions being made that may have bit us in the ass ten years down the road. But ultimately, it was like, hey, you look, Bill Clinton's in office; he's like a very centrist politician, right down the middle. Uh, you know, it was very, you know, and I think that's why people sort of encase it in amber in their memory is like, yo, that we, we didn't really have a major, what was it like Kosovo, Serbia for the major political conflicts, at least in the United States in the nineties. Okay. Um, I mean the, the mid nineties I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like a Gulf war, uh, but like mid nineties, uh, mid late nineties, it was like, all right, well, Y2K we're worried about. And, okay. And that was it. Right. I mean, there were there were yeah. other problems. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> was, grossly no, oversimplifying. But, was the little like, kid who like survived coming over from Cuba 
Elian Elian Gonzalez. Yeah, Gonzalez. yeah. That was a huge story. That was like the the biggest the biggest issues for a lot of people was like, oh, what's going on with Elian? Right, that was the same. We impeached Um, our president because he had an affair with an intern. Our president had an affair. Odd did not sleep with. I can't do Bill Clinton Um, for the same. The was that was Ted Kennedy. Neither could she. Wow! Wow! The the sheep, the cloning of the sheep. Dolly. Mm. Dolly. Dolly. Clone Dolly. And Y2K. That was like our biggest problems in the 90s. Like, 100%. Like, no one really... Like, there that, wasn't, like... That and which Backstreet Boy is gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The boy, yeah. the revival of the boy band. Let me tell you, the, the, uh, the uh, New Year's of 99 going into 2000... Um, I inadvertently left our desktop computer on, which now is like, whatever, no big deal. Like you leave your computer <laughs> on all the time. But like at that point, like I went upstairs at like one in the morning and I still had like Sonic and Knuckles playing on my <laughs> computer. And I'm like, oh no, the computer doesn't work anymore. Probably. Cause I left it on during Y2K. <laughs> and nothing, nothing happened. Y2K was literally the funniest thing ever. Like, oh no, it's gonna, our clocks are gonna switch down to zero zero, and that's gonna confuse the World Wide Web and blow everything up. Like, well, they thought it was gonna confuse the banking system. I remember my, my dad was uh, working in the banking system at the point that, like, all of their software had no, they had nothing for 2000, and it was just gonna, like, reset a bunch of loans and, like, fuck up a bunch of people interest rates like they just they didn't plan for it when they built these systems back in 1980 they weren't looking 18 years down the road and <laughs> thinking oh boy zero zero could present a problem for these systems mm-hmm. oh, so did you know did you know because recently there was a re remake sort of a remake i guess of quantum leap did yes, you know that the was. original quantum leap when he jumps when he leaps took place in 1995. No. Yeah, the future technology of being able to time travel through other people's consciousnesses within your lifetime was in 1995, and that movie came out, I guess, like late 80s, early 90s. Did you know that in the original Transformers movie, when they're talking about the future and space fighting and all these crazy robots, the movie starts out, in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a cool year. And it's just close enough in the future. Like, that's the thing. Like, you've got to set it way in the future so you don't get called on your shit at any point. Like, 2000, you know. Back 3, to the 000, future? Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> 3,242 or something like that. Like, way out in the future. So, anyway, so we're all agreeing. It seems like that uh, 90s were the pinnacle of humanity. Yeah. I'd, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like. The more connected we've become, the more downhill shit has gone. Yeah, I'd, I'd have we to say we were just yes. connected enough. Yeah, yeah, I oh, agree. Oh boy, I didn't even realize that 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 was how it was. Give me, with the give me that dial up in the AOL instant messenger away messages, and, and the and the shitty AOL knockoff CompuServe that I could my family could barely afford. <laughs> give me that. Yeah, everybody on their getting onto a Prodigy and checking their email. Give me my Hotmail back. My Netscape. Hotmail's still around, I think, isn't it? Probably. They they merged it with uh, MSN. Oh, yeah. Hotmail became MSN, which then eventually became Comcast, I think, actually. I don't know. Wasn't Hotmail already MSN? Wasn't MSN's Hotmail? 
Yeah, I think I don't know, but 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 I I think we're all on board that '90s was a bit of talking about '90s. Wachowski's had it right. '90s and Hotmail. Can you guys remember what your Hotmail email address was? I didn't have Hotmail. I didn't have a Hotmail. I had CompuServe. I uh, my first email address, which was Hotmail. uh, My mom did not like this because it was during the time of bomb threats in schools, and I would have to tell my computer teacher. It was the bomb twenty one hundred because I was the bomb. <laughs> That's the funny. bomb because I was the bomb. God, uh, yeah. My first email address it was it was supasonic at yeah. aol dot com. Supersonic. Supersonic. It wasn't just yeah, your first; it's your current, isn't it? It's my current. Well, no, it's at Yahoo now. Oh, it's at Yahoo. Okay. Changed to Yahoo because I changed it to Yahoo when I was in high school, and then I just kept it as my junker email. So anytime I sign up for a website, then I'm like, I'm not so sure about you just yet. It goes to my super, my my Yahoo. Email. <laughs> yeah, so my Yahoo email is a cesspool of every terrible website I've ever like even looked at once. I don't Facebook, remember. Twitter. I don't remember what my first uh, screen name was, but my first uh, Yahoo email was Perfect Soldier Zero One because I had started watching a fuck ton of Gundam Wing and Ricky nice. Weibel and and I had Ricky too- Weibel. <laughs> had way too many fucking conversations about it and my two top favorite characters were the fucking clown and uh literally the perfect soldier that was the entire point of his existence i was like but he's cooler and less funny and i want to be cool because i'm fat um, ricky weibel tried to get my like eight-year-old brother to watch evangelion and he dude. tried to get me at age like 13 to listen to Godspeed, you black emperor. I'm like, dude, I'm not ready for this. Listen, like it's not not old enough for Godspeed, you black emperor. I am 32 and yeah. I have trouble understanding the full extent of Evangelion. Like, no way I fucking understood that shit at eight other than like, oh, that chick's almost naked. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have. It, it also yeah. doesn't help that the end of Evangelion lost funding and ended up just being words on a screen mostly than anything else. Lack, major lacking of animation. Um, like the ending didn't make sense because they had to reuse old footage or just have like nothing on the background because they lost funding. Yeah, I don't know. I probably never finished it. And then they did movies, and then they did like a re-release, kind of, sort of, which did everything again, but also better, but also slightly different, but mostly the same, but kind of (laughs) different. And I definitely drunkenly watched all but the last one of those, and I was like, but what's the end? And then I fell asleep. (laughs) Uh, All right, so that was good. Uh, Tim Hansen, what do you got for this episode? Ah, jeez, questions. Um, at some point, I had come up with a better question than this shit I had written down, and I had forgotten it because I was just enjoying the 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 camaraderie of being with ah, my bro. bros and just ah, having great bros. conversations. And I miss you guys. I miss oh, you too, buddy. buddy. It's all um, all right. So, oh, I remember what the question was. Uh, so. What do you think the odds are of your um, your 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 podcast president moving north by the end of the year? What are the odds? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> moving by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like <laughs> it seems like a 
like a rough question for me to answer because we have it's sort of like you can't bet with inside information and i've got <laughs> yeah. inside information on this one like you've you've you told, told us before the show that you're moving up <laughs> yeah you've told us that like the goal is to move up by you've even literally text like i was texting you're like yeah we should be settled in our temporary place by january so yeah ladies and gentlemen the hansons are moving back to pennsylvania also know this because we were trying to plan our recording for the before the holidays and you're like yeah we just gotta be careful because i'll be moving in december you know back up to the northeast where i used to live (laughs) you know above the mason dixon line where things are you know normal I like was it was this meant to be just like an announcement for the show or for everyone that we know that listens okay it does make me like giving up on the south we we have we have discussed this in the past like i specifically prior to the past two weeks remember you saying yeah we'll be back up by december which is the only reason why i texted you guys if you wanted to join bonus action yeah because i knew you'd be back by then so this this is the lifting of the embargo uh of referencing that we're moving back to pennsylvania mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so we're moving back uh december 17th is when we will physically be driving all of our shit up to pennsylvania wow um so yeah we'll be back north of the date uh <laughs> north of the decent north of the fourth day of christmas <laughs> my true love gave to me two hansons merry christmas i'm your present mm. <laughs> Very good, very mm. good. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I guess like the normal question is like, do you have? Uh, we already know you have temporary housing at least set up for a while. You've mentioned that to us at least, I believe. No job yet. No job yet. There's no, uh, no, no work situation nope. settled yet. That's so okay. My- you can keep subsiding on that sweet, sweet brose royalty paycheck. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So I, I mean, I, I've been. I have some conversations out there and I have some that have already said like, Hey, if the position is still available when you are up here, uh, then we would like to have an interview. But until then it's just kind of a waiting period. Um, so nothing as of yet, but, uh, I got like, I got a handful of people having their feelers out there, but a lot of them are very much just like, ah, yeah, well, Wait till you're actually local before we entertain any additional conversations. And I think it's very much just them trying to avoid uh, relocation packages, which makes sense because those shits are expensive. I I mean, I don't I don't necessarily blame them for that. Like it's no. So, um, yeah, so the job's not figured out, but I still have potential options um, and bare minimum. Fuck it. I'll go work at Wawa again. <laughs> that was that was going to be my next question. Like, are you going to start working at Wawa? Are you going to get that gluten free incentives that I've been looking for? No. <laughs> um, OK, but you want to work at GNC? There's an opening for a legal order specialist and they were going to hire Rich. But I, I think you honestly would be a little bit Listen, is it remote? <laughs> Do I get to work from home? It was hybrid. Uh, Rich, what do you? It was a hybrid. Position. It was a hybrid, hybrid position. Three, I'll three days. Yeah. Two days in, three days off. Or I'll out. take it. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about it. We'll go, talk baby. offline. We, we'll, we'll discuss offline. Yeah, we'll have um, a chat. All right. So, um, I kind of have two questions that feed into each other, um, and depending on how this conversation goes, uh, I may just skip the second part. But is there a character? 
a content creator or a comedian that you literally find either absolutely fucking hilarious or the most annoying thing ever? Do you have a thing? Mm. I'll say thing. I'll, I'll make it more vague. That it's either this is great or this is terrible, even if it's a, just either a different episode or a, a different skit or a different video or anything like that. That is largely the same, but it's still a coin flip of whether you're either super positive or super negative about it. Oh, so it's the same content creator who's either good or bad. Like, so I'll, my my uh, example, because I... I I did have a, a conversation that had sparked this is there is a YouTuber. His name is Steve. And I don't actually know how to say his last name. It's Steve Terraberry or Terraberry or Terberry or I don't know, but he's a Canadian YouTuber. And a lot is a lot of his stuff has to do with music, music culture, like music theory, crazy instrumentation. And he is, he's over the top like a lot of comedic uh, YouTube people are. And a lot of his skits are, it's like, oh, this is this is pretty funny and also very informative. Or it's just like, shut the fuck up. Hmm. Like, you are terrible. Like, why am I watching you? And then I will just switch to another one of his videos. Hmm. Uh, but this came up because one of my coworkers has sent me something about him uh, making fun of emo music. And I was like... I, I like want to watch this because I enjoy that kind of music and this is clearly my chemical r- romance jokes, but also like I know that there's a good chance I'm going to fucking hate this video. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's this uh, streamer known as B underscore Walnuts who his, his streams could be like potentially hit or miss. Mm. Um, sometimes a really great. Oh, streams. see, that's where I disagree with you. That's like a complete miss for me. Like every total video miss. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. That's very consistent. Um, Happy to help. I would not. I would not uh, rate, review, and subscribe for sure. Definitely don't do that on Mondays, it. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and every day. But like what? Friday, it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would definitely not do that on any of those four days. Um, but like for. Hmm. That's that's a tough one. You know, it would be um and it's not necessarily like a level of like comedy, but it's a level of entertainment value that I get from watching them. Uh it would be there's this one streamer I watch, uh Biffa plays indie games or they I believe they're just called Biffa on YouTube. They play a bunch of indie games. Generally, it's like City Skylines. And like a lot of their videos, I, I I enjoy watching his videos. I enjoy watching like the cities he's building. But then there are just sometimes he's posting videos where I'm just like, you did kind of nothing, and like this wasn't really that much. And I was, it was there. There are some some episodes that are just like, this just wasn't. You just weren't on it today. Um. Uh. I, I don't do a lot of, like, necessarily comedy. I, I'm starting to dive a little bit deeper into, like, the nerd comedy stuff on YouTube. Um, but, like, the really only comedy channel that I listen to or watch is Neebs Gaming. Which, I mean, I guess they could be in that sense where... Like, they're, they're, they're guys from North Carolina that have some, like... Sometimes they make some left-leaning jokes that I'm just like... No, that just doesn't hit well. 
but like they are right leaning dude. They're like they're they're liberal dudes, but sometimes they might say some conservative things. And because I always get left and right mixed up with liberal and conservative. Listen, so left, left and right liberal. are hard. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they literally are. They're both L's. Yeah, they're both L's. It's different. <laughs> left but, is more uh, liberal. Right is conservative. For the, for the audio medium, uh, we held up our hands with the typical like the L is your left hand. They're both yeah. L's. We're both L's, and my eyes were crossed when I did it. Um, you know, I actually I did just think of one. Um, co- the former college humor now drop out. Uh, they have a show called um, Game Changer. There are a lot of really good episodes of Game Changer. But there are also a lot of really bad episodes of Game Changer. Uh, did did you literally just watch the episode where the one character to, or the one contestant talks about having trouble with left and right, and she used to call it uh, that's a, it's the, a, a, a Yui, a Yui and, a and a me or a mommy or a daddy. Yeah, uh, I, I just uh, watched that yesterday. <laughs> this this left and right conversation reminded me of that show and that was that's that's yeah. why i had it in my head that was the connection yeah game game change is great it is uh a game show where every episode is different sometimes they do the same like they bring back the same cast for the same game but overall, the idea like, is the contestants don't know the rules to the game until the game starts and, and then they, they just have to figure it out as the game yeah. goes on and they're they're all they're all improv comedians so it's just doing an improvisational stuff. And like some of the episodes are just like super miss and not good. And I'm surprised they actually released them. But, you know, you filmed them. You have your own service. You don't really have producers. You just or you don't yeah. really have standards. Just release it. Uh, but some of them are really good. And I, I, I love that show. I absolutely adore it. But there are just some that are just not good. What about you, Matt? What are you thinking? So the first thing that came to mind almost immediately was Bill Burr. Uh, because Bill Burr is consistently, especially his early stuff, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, and there are certainly uh, bits that he's done that have not aged particularly well, but he's just a, a well, a, just a good comedian, good observational comedy. Uh, his more recent stuff is also still pretty good, but it, he, he, so Bill Burr's got this thing where he sort of starts with a, a certain social or political opinion and he expresses it, but then he, he sort of, he swerves into something else. Like he'll, he'll believe he says like, I believe X. And then his backing for it is like, but it's Y it's like a different thing. Like it's, it's like, Oh, I might believe in, you know, I'll pick a hop button one abortion. And it's like, I believe in abortion, but it's not for the reason you liberals think it is <laughs> like, and it's, it's one of those things. Like, and, and he, what he used to do really well was he would do that. And it was all, silent like it was it was silent in a way like he would start just he would just spray his opinion out there i watched a special a couple months ago with me uh my wife and my brother and it was a you know big big arena comedy special and he was like explicitly spelling it out at this point like it was this bit but he was explicitly saying like yeah like everybody's cheering but you're not going to be cheering for me in a minute when i explain and i'm like dude is you don't have to explain the framework of your joke like i've been watching you for 20 years now I, I know what what's coming, and I know that everybody you, know, you kind of need to, you're you're preaching to the cheap seats now, and not everybody there has been watching Bill Burr comedy since 2008 or whatever. So it's a little bit different, but like that's the kind of stuff that like grates me when like he, his stuff can very much be hit or miss. Like I will listen to him for like 15 minutes and be like, holy shit, this is hilarious, and the next five minutes I'll be like, I, 
yeah, not, now you just sound like an old man. Like now, <laughs> now you just sound like an old dude. Um, so he's one. Um, oh, boy, there was another one that I just had on. Oh, Bill Simmons. Uh, Bill Simmons, uh, the sports writer. Uh, used to, I mean, he doesn't really write anymore. He mostly just podcasts at this point. Um, and I used to be a huge Bill Simmons fan. And it sort of fell off of him over the last couple of years. And and now I only listen to his podcast periodically, but he's very much in the same vein. Like there are a couple of times where he'll, he'll be talking to like one of his old guests that he's had on his show for like 15 years at this point. And I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, he's hitting the same old classic beats and all that. And then he'll have like a newer guest on. He'll be like, oh, he's, you know, he's hitting the same old classic beats with this. This guy who's 20 years younger than him, who doesn't get the, you know, teen wolf references that he's trying, <laughs> trying to make in his point about the phoenix suns or something along those lines and it's just like all right dude you, you, now you now again you just sound like an old guy and i know i'm getting to that point like yeah you know, like i'm I, i'm gonna get to the point where i just sound like an old guy but like it's it's like when it's the guys who don't make an effort to change their stripes or who yeah it's it's mostly that so i would say bill burr and bill simmons are the first two it's, it's all bills like your name is bill in general <laughs> got, got some apprehension about you as a creator as a as a media personality but i would say those are the two names that came to mind for me i i can i can i i don't i don't really know the second bill but i can kind of agree with uh 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 bill um bill burr, bill burr. mostly bill burr yeah mostly because not because like of ex- I, I find him funny. I just hate his accent. So it's just like, oh yeah, I can laugh at Bill Burt, but like his accent just like makes me cringe so much. Sorry, that is, Boston. I, that, that, Sorry, I lean Boston. that into that. Like that's that's <laughs> fine with me. Like the accent yeah. kind of works for me in that point because it, it makes him sound like because that that's part of the appeal for me of Bill Burr is like he sounds like the guy. He's like he's the smartest dude at the bar, but he's still just the dude at the bar. Like he's, he's yeah. the smartest guy at the bar who's got like that bar logic and like he's he's explaining the world in his way that like when you listen to him like oh yeah it makes sense until you realize like oh yeah he's he's just the dude at the bar spouting off like <laughs> yeah. he just you know it, it, yeah. but the accent works in his favor in that way in yeah. terms of his delivery do you, do you think that uh I I mean kind of what you've already described is it, he kind of has that like a, a core part of his humor or a lot of his longer bits is that 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 gotcha yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. a lot and of it is the gotcha do you yeah, feel like, like uh, in the current uh i don't want to say social yeah social environment i guess is the field to is like you have to explain that it's a gotcha otherwise it's like ah, cancel culture Maybe it is. I mean, and that's a big bugaboo of his. Like he in this particular, he's definitely touched on it. He's definitely touched on it a lot. And like, look, I've got mixed feelings about the the cancel culture woke thing. When you know, I think that there, as with everything, you know, you can you can take cancel culture or calling somebody woke and simplify it into something when it's really actually a much more complex social issue than it is. But I'm getting way off base. Uh, I, I do think that part of it is like he knows he's playing to a big arena. Like he's not playing the funny bone anymore. He's playing at Red Rocks, and he's you know he's got to explain it to the general. Uh, he's playing <laughs> explain it to the people. Like I remember uh, years and years ago, I went to see him with a couple of buddies at like the Wells Fargo Center. And like, look, the Wells Fargo Center is going to attract significantly more people in a significantly different crowd than if he was just playing at you know Helium. Or mm-hmm. at the you know the Laugh Factory or something like that. So I, I think there is an element of that. He's an arena act at this point. He's got to explain it. But 
uh, doesn't make for compelling comedy. Might make for yeah. a successful comedy, but it doesn't make for as much compelling mm-hmm. comedy. I, I feel like when you start getting to that level and you start trying to hedge your bets or or not piss people off, I feel like there is a loss. Um, and I feel like to to some extent, it also depends on kind of your comedy in general. If you're an offensive yeah. com- uh, comedian, mm-hmm. depending on how that offense is meant and how, I, I guess, your topic, um, that doesn't always translate. And it's yeah. like, all right, well, then maybe you don't deserve. I, I don't know if that might and be gatekeeping less, a bit, his, but his I, is less like I'm gonna piss off nobody. It's like I'm gonna piss off everybody, but but I'm gonna make a big fucking show about it. Like I'm pissing off everyone. I'm Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, like the, just the, the, the just do it. Humor. Don't 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 put it on a billboard. Like don't make no. the point of making the fact that everyone understands you do it. Just do it. And that's the, that's the comedy sides. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's a detriment to comedy. I get it. And I understand where it's coming from, but eh, I, I don't like it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. I can go watch old Bill Burr specials. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll Totes. Or you can see him on uh, Mandalorian and maybe he'll come back. Oh yeah, that's right. He's on Mandalorian, isn't he? I don't yeah. think he's coming back. You shut your mouth. I want him to come back. That was one of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian. I didn't watch The Mandalorian. Didn't he just speak in his normal accent? He did. He was Boston he in his in, in The Mandalorian, yeah. yeah. Uh, two episodes? Fantastic. One episode. Two episodes. I think it was I love it. like one and a half to two, yeah. Whatever. It was fucking great. And honestly, the best, uh, like, should have been largely a side character, has great character development and depth of character and reason behind his character. I was like, fuck, I love it. And it's Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I fucking kill people, but also fuck the empire. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, uh, did you have a right. second part to that question? Uh, the the second part. Or? The second part was mostly a joke, and it was just like, uh, why is it that most of my favorite people and uh, people I watch the most on YouTube are all fucking Canadian? Ryan Reynolds, Linus Tech Tips, Dave Forget, Poutine, uh, The Rock. Uh, the Hacksmith on YouTube, Chris Ramsey, Steve Turbury, the guy I just talked about who both makes me laugh and also pisses me <laughs> off because he's fucking annoying. Uh, Justin Dave Forget in there as if he's not like one of our, our friends. <laughs> like, somebody we know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Uh, and Justin Bieber. Like, Bieber! Why are so many... <laughs> All of you ignore Ryan the Reynolds, fact that Dave Forget, and Justin Bieber among three of my favorite creators on and YouTube. Poutine because Poutine's fucking delicious and we need more uh, of it. It's because right. Canadians don't have to worry about their health because they got the free health care that they can do other shit. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is good for my they, health. What are you talking they have all sorts about? Of t- they, they have all sorts of time to create because they're just waiting in line for the doctor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, see, there's right, my more good. conservative political opinion. <laughs> it's where Chris Ramsey comes up with all his best magic tricks. Ooh, exactly. Like, I way, solved uh, this puzzle while Dave waiting Forget, for my appointment. Uh, our friend Dave Forget uh, doesn't really use Twitter, and it's really to his detriment because I think it got taken over by crypto guys. Have you guys seen this lately? No. Go find I, Dave Forget on Twitter. <laughs> Dave Forget is, is never going to be on Twitter. He gives yeah, zero yeah. fucks about it's the social the, anything. <laughs> someone else has his is has been fucking around with his Twitter account lately. Really? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Does he Check have me. a Twitter? Check me on this. You follow him. I do. <laughs> yes, you do. 
is it, is, um, is he is it cranberries like is that it's got to be alpha cranberries or yeah. something like that i, I, I maybe, didn't want to say maybe it's the wrong david forget i don't know is dining david forget that you follow and and that uh somebody else that we know it's a mutual follows and he's just tweeting about crypto all day uh rich while, while tim is looking this up what's your question for this episode uh do we want to have a conversation or do we want to reminisce which one do you want mm. Uh, we're, we're running a little bit long. I guess a reminiscence would be good. A reminiscence. All right. Uh, when you were working the service or retail industry, do you have any memorable customer service interactions? Um, I basically, spit in a sandwich. Uh, I mean, that could be part of it, but, uh, what, what I'm thinking more like more funny and less spitting in sandwiches. Uh, for instance, mm. I had one where uh, I was working drive through at McDonald's and the customer, uh, we had the new Chipotle chicken wraps and they were like, yeah, can I get one of those uh, Chiapotle chicken wraps? Mm. And it just like the way he said Chipotle just always sat, sat in my head. Another one uh, is I was, uh, we were during, it was during lunch rush and it was in the middle of summer and some dude shows up with his sweatshirt half off. So like sleeve, like, like half off of him, like part of it, like kind of covering halfway. And like, I start taking his order and my manager comes up. I was like, he's got to put a shirt on. So I was like, sir, you need to put your shirt on fully. And mm. he turns around and was like, but it's hot, man. I'm like, yeah, it's July and you're wearing a sweater. You need to put your shirt on. Um, and it's just like some of those. I used to have a whole list of like customer interactions working at McDonald's of how ridiculous some customers can be. That I was like, like, I know you guys worked at the same like, uh, 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 uh like, uh, like. Well, I can't even remember what the store sheets or whatever not, not sheets, but similar Swan's to it. Pantry. Swan's Pantry, that's it. I knew you so guys I was both the one worked, who worked at, at Swan's. Oh, but, uh, I thought you both. But did. yeah, the good. The but good I frequented it Swan's because it was five minutes from my house. It was a yeah. walking distance at Tim's house. Yeah. So like, I'm sure yeah. you guys have some like funny, ridiculous customer service interactions that are just like, why is this a thing? Like the dude, it's hot, man. Like yeah, it's July and you're wearing a sweater. Why did you wear a sweater in July? I will like, tell you my favorite customer service interaction uh, in a service industry role, and it is not the 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 uh, the fool of the story is not uh, who you might think. So uh, when I was working at Rogers Bistro, uh, I was a server at Rogers Bistro in Westchester, and it was like my first or second day or something like that. And I've been a server before, but this is like really fast paced lunch rush kind of thing. And uh, I just met the owner of the restaurant, Roger, and um, and uh, he had a lot of of regulars there, and he would, you know, he'd, he'd go out and you know hobnob with them and shoot the shit and all that. And uh, at one point, he uh, he went and pointed, he's like, "You see that that couple over there at that table? Hey, um, I know you're serving that table. Uh, this one's on me. So uh, just go out and tell them it's on me." And uh, and I go out to this couple. It's just like older woman and uh, younger lady, and uh, and uh, I'm like, "Hey." Rogers wanted to let you know, uh, this one's on us. We're, we're taking care of this one. And, and she was like, Oh my God, so nice. Yo, I knew Roger was such a nice guy, but you know, tell him thank you for me. when you, when you talk to him next, uh, it was, it, both of them were just uh, you know flabbergasted by the, the generosity. Uh, and I went back and I told Roger and, uh, he explained to me that I was talking to the wrong table. 
uh, and I had just given away uh, free food uh, to the wrong table. He was pointing to a different table, the next table over, who had been there for years and years and years, and he was going to comp this one particular meal. Uh, but instead, I talked to these two people who were ostensible strangers to the owner and said that they had free lunch. <laughs> so that was not a great day for my paycheck, uh, but it was uh, it was a good day. Otherwise, this is the Rogers is a great place to work. So. That's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was the wrong table. <laughs> Sorry, he pointed. He should just use the table number. He did table five. I would have looked at the chart. And be like a oh, table five. There you go. But he said mm. he just point. Give it, give a, give free lunch to those two. People. You know, over there in that general corner of over the building there, with seven to, tables. Yeah, he yeah. pointed to the whole dining room, the yeah, entire like, dining room. It's, it's it's like it's like uh, Mufasa talking to Simba. You see this everything land. Everything the light touches. Simba. Everything free food. You cop everything the light touches except for it's, that place right there. It's dark as fucking here, Roger. <laughs> Turn the fucking lights on. You must never go there. Uh, I think my favorite part was uh, watching the process of seeing the specials made every day, which was just Roger um, making shit up. Uh, like I, I would be there. I was, my responsibility was to make the chalkboard before dinner of the specials. And he'd just be like, he'd have gotten like, you know, an inventory report from Luis, the inventory guy in the back. And he'd just be like, all right, special today. Uh, hmm, chicken cheesesteak with um, mushrooms and and uh marsala I'm like marsala is like yes yeah, marsala it's, it'll be great people will love it and then uh and then uh steak caesar I'm like steak caesar it's like yes yeah, steak caesar matthew please do not ask questions just write down please you have great penmanship um <laughs> and that'd be that'd be that'd be his uh argument for uh keeping me in the kitchen like keeping me in the He's dining great room penmanship was, uh, no, it wasn't just the penmanship. It was that I spoke good English. He was a uh, Le- Le- Lebanese, and uh, oh. he'd be like, Matt. and <laughs> he, he tried to have me in the kitchen one time, and uh, he, I was like, yeah, how'd I do, Roger? He's like, Matthew, uh, you're a very nice boy. You're not very good with knives. Um, <laughs> you are, uh, you, you stay in the kitchen. Talk, speak English to the customers. They love it. Speak English. <laughs> like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Roger was the man. Great boss. Um, all right, Tim, what about you? What do you got? All right. Before I answer this question, because I've already forgotten what the question is, I do not follow or have a follower that is anything related to Day 4J, so I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> and oh. I went through both lists twice. Okay. okay. So there is no Alpha Cranberries or Day 4J or it's so... If you, <laughs> I am just as interested and intrigued as you are. All right. So what was right. the, uh, I'll, I'll, cus- I'll dig into this a little bit. Weird fucking customer service shit. All right. I got yeah, a lot. Yeah, f- funny, funny, mo- primarily funny, but memorable customer service um, interactions. All right. In so service or all of mine are Wawa uh, mm-hmm. because my JCPenney experience was very relatively bland or just not funny, just stupid. Mm-hmm. So it was either being yelled at by someone who had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Um, so then I just said, nah, dog, I'm going to give you to someone else. Uh, someone trying to tell me that something was unused. It was a custom item that was non-refundable, period. Uh, but also tried to tell me it was unused, uh, except that it smelled of curry like it was nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, who the fuck is this? It does say I'm following them. 
Never mind. All uh, right, we'll come uh, back to that. We'll, we'll take that one offline. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, on my last day at JCPenney, a guy curses me out. I explain to him at length why he's wrong. He continues cursing me out. And so I just started cursing at him back because it was my last day and I didn't give a shit and told him that he was a terrible fucking example for his children. Uh, And also that he was because the kids were with him. So he's Mm. cursing at me, a 25 year old, uh, 22 year old kid, 33 year old man. Cursing at me, a 22-year-old kid who works at the catalog department in JCPenney, uh, is explaining to him why he's a fucking imbecile, but I'm going to try and help him anyway. Uh, And then I told him, hey, you're a piece of fucking shit. I'm going to do this. This is your only option, or I'm just going to return all your shit because fuck you. This is my last night. And also, you're a terrible fucking parent. Mm. And he just went, what? And then he tried to apologize and give me money. And I took his money and also said, apology not accepted. Fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. Um, but funny customer experiences. A uh, woman ordered a all cheese sandwich at Wawa. All and cheese. I, th- I may have told this, sandwich, uh, this story at some point. It was all cheese. Um, it was uh, American cheese and provolone cheese. Bunch of other shit on it. Horseradish and this, that, and the other thing. I make it. She gets it. Cheese like, hey, sandwich. This isn't the sandwich I ordered. I'm like, um, can I see your slip? I look at her slip. I was like, that's 100% the sandwich you ordered. What did you mean to order? And she's like, it's not what I meant to order. It's what I ordered. Your machine fucked up. I'm like, okay, well, what did you want to order? I wanted an American hoagie. It's like, all right, well, that's on a completely different screen. So already wrong. An American I, hoagie. Yeah, it's it's like an Italian, but with shittier meat. Um, <laughs> it's the easiest way to explain it's, it. It's instead like, of capicola, it's, it's like just ham. <laughs> instead of capicola, it's like fifty percent fifty percent fat ground beef. Like, it's like the, the rare fifty fifty blend. It's like fucking Swan's Pantry Genoa salami. It's a mediocre fucking sandwich. I was like, okay, sure. well, ma'am, that's not what you ordered. But I will make that sandwich for you, and I can also show you how to order that next time. She's like, I know what I fucking ordered. I was like, all right, fuck you, old bitty. Um, So I remade her sandwich while she was watching me. She walked me through everything that she wanted, which was nowhere near what the fuck she put in the first thing. And then I cut it, and I wrap it, and she's like, that's not what I ordered. I was like, you just, what? (laughs) <laughs> mm. so i ended up making the sandwich three times four times after the third time i was like ma'am i'm only going to make this sandwich one more time um and i have done this with you walking me through the process and then you telling me i'm wrong so i will do mm. this one more time what do you want you put horseradish on it i wanted horseradish sauce it's like, uh, okay. I will do that. Mm. Everything else will be exactly the same. Is that okay? Yes! I don't understand why this is so hard. Okay. She walks away, and I hawk the biggest fucking loogie in this horseradish mm, sauce as I can. 
And this is this is high school Tim. This is for anyone watching the show, I am so much more abhorrent and rude and crass and like out of line I'm now than he was then. Then <laughs> I, I, sidebar: most of my coworkers thought I was gay because I was too fucking nice, which did not help in my dating life at all um, at the time. Tim Hansen, too nice to date. I dated one of them later, uh, and that's how I found that out. That's how I found out everyone thought I was gay, was the guys that told me that. And I was like, all right, guys busting balls. But like four or five years later, dating one of them, and then one of my former coworkers, and she's like, I thought you were gay. I was like, God damn it. It was real. I hold the door open for one person. Weird, weird early 2000s. Weird early 2000s logic. You're too nice to date women. Yeah, 2007. So, uh, Hawk the Giant fucking loogie in this woman's sandwich. And then I just hear from the office, which is at the end of the deli, really? And I look, and my manager is sitting there watching me spit in this sandwich. One of the managers, anyway. I'm just like, uh, really? What? Uh, he's like, what? Did I just see that? I was like, that depends. Am I in trouble? And he's like, that was fucking hilarious. Keep going. (laughs) Uh, Rob was not, uh, he was good at what he did, but also like (laughs) should have fucking fired me on the spot. Great fucking guy. Also great band that he was in. Uh, But yeah, hawked a fucking loogie in that sandwich. The only other story I have is Halloween and one of our regular customers came in uh, dressed as a slutty cop. What Uh, band was Robin? Original Sins. Oh, never mind. Okay. (laughs) Which which I went to go see his band at at the Trocadero because they were doing a a local show and the band uh, Zaz showed up which had one of my friends from high school, but also one of Martha's friends from high school, Tim Zim. And me and Martha, my my current wife, for those listening, were <laughs> uh, like 10 feet from each other the entire evening without ever Is meeting each other. Sign, my current wife. <laughs> my current wife. <laughs> yeah. She knows what's good for now. Yeah. Um, so, so back to the other funny story. So the, the sweetest, nicest little regular customer, she, she, she literally talked like this and she got the same coffee every morning and she was super <laughs> sweet, but also was one of the most well-endowed individuals that I had ever seen under five, two. Her costume didn't fit, and I didn't understand or know how to navigate the fact that she was not fitting into her costume while paying for her co- for her uh, sandwich at two in the morning in my store, and also fumbling for her change. And I'm just like, ma'am. So I didn't, and I radioed the girl working behind the deli and told her to say something. <laughs> You know, wow. I I I kind of respect that. Like, not no. Uh, it's, as a manager, it's, it's, you're supposed to delegate responsibility. Oh, she would. She every day after that Halloween, she would go to another register. And I was like, but uh, what do I, what do I tell you? Hey, your tits hanging out. 
Mm. It's two in the morning. You are gorgeous. And I am just an hourly employee who doesn't know how to handle this. No, like I, I get not really knowing how to handle it. It's that is definitely a delicate situation to be like, yeah. I, 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 I would, I would probably like I shouldn't really be the one to say. Can I get a female coworker to like be like, hey, let them know. Like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to stare. I wasn't staring, but let them know that like, yeah, they're 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 hanging out. Oh yeah, and and, and my coworker totally threw me under the bus. I was like, Tiff, uh, can you let the cop know that she's hanging out? She's like, what? She walks over. <laughs> the cashier wants you to know your tits hanging out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thanks, Tiff. I appreciate it. Thanks, mm-hmm. Tiff. Mm-hmm. Rough deal, man. Yeah. Rough uh, deal. But Wawa customers are ridiculous. Ton of fucking stories that went too long yeah. already. <laughs> there was, there was, I, I had a, I, while I was working at McDonald's, I had, I had talked with people at McDonald's like about our like our experiences dealing with certain customers. Uh, I had a customer fall asleep in drive-through once. Mm. Like they they were waiting so long to move their car that they fell asleep. Um, and we would talk about that all the time. That like I was like we should like compile a book or something about just the stories we've experienced working at McDonald's. Working at a small town McDonald's like this. It's ridiculous. It's the weirdest thing, some of the things that we experienced. I can't remember half of them now, but there are a select few that just like, I sit here and I'm just like, man, you know what? That was weird. That was funny. Or that was uncool. And maybe that guy probably shouldn't have been there type of stuff. There's a kid uh, that I worked with at the aforementioned Swan's Pantry who um, it was his first or second day on the job. And me and one of the other guys working there were like, oh, we're trying to get to know the kid. And uh, at some point we asked him what his favorite movie is. And without a moment's hesitation, he says, uh, National Treasure but with uh, with Nicolas Cage. And I'm like, he's like 14, but I'm still like, National Treasure, huh? Mm-hmm. Of all time. Greatest movie. And, and and you didn't need a second to think about it. What's like, his name? Need- Chad. <laughs> no, his name was not Chad. Uh, I've had a very similar conversation with a coworker named Chad who was like six years younger than me. And I was just like, that came out when you were in like middle school. Like that movie Why is, is that your favorite fine. fucking movie? <laughs> like, and again, he's 14, so he just came out of middle school. So at the time, fine. But like, greatest movie ever of all time. I mean, that's national that's, treasure. That's when you ask them. Have you seen any other movie in your life? <laughs> I just decided it was not. It was like a Saturday morning. My shift was over in thirty minutes. I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. Un, I'm not unpeel. I'm not peeling this this national treasure onion today. I'm going home. I'm just gonna uh, go so, stock yeah. the expired meats. I'm going to stock the expired meats. I'm going to rotate the Lance crackers so that the expired stuff is in the back so nobody notices. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the Swan's Pantry way. Can't believe they're out of business. I don't know what happened. Hmm, uh, shocker. All right. Mm. So that's it. Everybody's asked a question. Does anybody have a closing thought or a take? Mm, happy week after Thanksgiving. It is the week after Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's been six days of Christmas shopping. You mongrels are far behind. How are you not done oh. yet? I am currently broken and I'm not doing any Christmas shopping. 
So Merry <laughs> Christmas. My sentiment and love to you all is my Christmas present. And my return to north of the Mason-Dixon line is my present. <laughs> your, your present to us is your presence. Exactly. That's also my present to you and also a 24 karat diamond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna make you guys. Uh, I'm gonna make honest men out of both of you. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's never gonna happen. Nope. Uh, the Seems podcast never told the truth in his life. Fact. <laughs> this podcast is a great podcast. The Brose podcast. I'd even go as far as to say it's an award-winning podcast. We and you can listen to it. Where, and we we have several, like countless, too many to count. Many people are saying it. And you are, in fact, hearing it more and more. Uh, you can listen to it anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, any major podcasting platform. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, our handle is at brose underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook at brose podcast, and we're on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. Uh, and of course, if you want your question answered on the air the way that we uh, discussed our own questions tonight, you can email them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com if you want yours answered on the air. Huge thanks, as always, to Tess Riley for editing our show, Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook, or just find her Etsy shop on Etsy.com. Hey, look, you're looking for some, some good Christmas gifts, some offbeat Christmas gifts. Maybe you got a gamer in your life. You want to buy some custom dice from Shannon Vogel? Go find her on her Etsy shop. Great stuff there. And, of course, our theme music is by Steven Siebert, and it's called When. You can listen to Steven's work at the free music archive. All right, everybody, it's time for some plugs. Rich, uh, tell me about your Twitter. Tell me about what you got going on. You can find me on Twitter at B underscore Walnuts or on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. I say it that way because Sunday's the last day of the week, not the first. Um, I'll be playing a bunch of Pokemon, so just uh, come hang out and watch me play Pokemon. Um, also, you can check out One Quest uh, for PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, as well as uh, eventually... Season two of Bonus Action, the Tabletop Podcast. Tim, where can we find you on Twitter? And also, um, what about the Anchor Persons Podcast? What's going on? What's going on with those guys, Greg and Gene? That's a great question. I have no fucking clue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, probably doing nothing but stalking Matt, Sean, and ignoring Richie uh, at Tim R Hansen. As yeah, as I want to do, because I don't I don't social medias if it's not scrolling, doom scrolling through TikTok, honestly. Um, and I don't even know what my name is on that. Fuck. I think it's Tim um, Hansen. I send you too much stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Richie's word over it because he he and Sean are the only people. Oh, uh, yeah. 50 percent of this pot of this podcast follows me on on tiktok and one of you is just not cool enough and i'm not gonna follow myself that's just arrogant i think my wife's on twitter on tiktok i think yeah but that doesn't count she posts shit she just follows shit that's fine i don't post anything she's my she's my uh she's my representative official representative on tiktok all right well then get on it (laughs) all right i'll try I'm totally fucking kidding. I just said a bunch really of stupid hard. shit. But my point is, I don't do shit on Twitter, but I'm at Tim R. Hansen. Spell it like uh, the, the the band that no one listens to anymore. Um, 
found a reason for me. Oh, you meant Hanson the band. Sorry. Who mistake is great? You bite your fucking tongue. (laughs) But the reason is a terrible fucking song in comparison to the rest of their catalog. Hmm. But if you enjoy our sense of humor, our terribly wonderful puns and our great references that you may or may not get, depending how old you are, then you're going to love the sense of humor that Greg and Gene person, definitely not the same person, bring you from the West Coast. Uh, I don't know what their current format is because I don't pay attention to shit because I'm a terrible fan. But if you want to look at their backlog of their Anchor Persons podcasts, it doesn't necessarily need to be timely. They do have timely jokes for the news, but they're going to bring you the more interesting news that you didn't know you needed, like Spanish art restoration, hilarious fucking sports that you wouldn't have come up with if you were drunk, but you're going to fucking play when you're drunk, and shit that you would buy if you had money to waste on absolutely nothing. But you don't, so other people clearly paid for and it's going to be really fucking funny. That's right. And also... Jeff Goldblum, and also Mystery Science Theater jokes. And if you don't like Mystery Science Theater, like, do you really have a sense of humor? It's true. Answer's probably yes, but still, like, go for it. Greg and Gene are great. Go for it. Packers won their Super Bowl. Packers, honey! Go Packers! (laughs) If you could all just get back to your drinking. Uh, I am on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And my plug for tonight is for the band that I thought Tim was talking about when he said he knew somebody named Rob, the New Kings of Rhythm, uh, who haven't been around for forever. Uh, but they're a good local band, a uh, good funk band. Uh, they're good. The reason I thought was because uh, they're, they're a guitarist. One of the guitarists in that band is one Dan Tadarovich. Oh, yeah, a, no. A mutual friend. It's it's definitely not that band, but also good band. I have no idea what Dan's doing other than being married now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just and- uh, sitting around being married. Uh, <laughs> uh, say goodbye. No, no, <laughs> no. Goodbye. What is oh, Sean doing? What is Sean I doing? I forgot Sean was on the podcast. Wait, uh, Sean exists? He's yeah. not here, so... Sh- Sean O'Brien be throwing them disc and throwing them frisbees at uh, OB Disc Golf on most things, except for Instagram, where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. And he is honestly the soul of this podcast, and he's just not here because apparently weddings are more important than us. If he came back and said that he had actually gotten an invitation to like a frisbee golf open and he had left us for the weekend to do that, would you feel better or worse about him not being here? Worse because he didn't invite us to go watch him. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. I think that's he's right going to get invited to an open and he's not even going to be like, bros, I need your backup. I need your support. Fuck that guy. But, but also, uh, and- I love him. I mean, not even that, but like he gave us like four hours notice. And, and also, it's it's an open, so we could probably join if he let us know that it was an open. It's a pro. <laughs> oh no, I'm shit at disc golf. It's a pro. I just He's throw the shit. pro, and I'm the am. I can putt like a champ, but most of it is driving, and I am bad at that I, when it comes to disc golf. I went with him once. I tomahawk everything. Oh, that explains why you're bad. Oh, wow. Wow. My tomahawk sucks, so that's just bitterness, if anything. Wow. So now that we've plugged Sean, you got anything else, Matt? 
You want to talk about Frawl for another 35 minutes? No, I was hoping you would close out the show now that I plugged Sean. So tired. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everybody. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Reach Street, and Bean Osian, and the entire Action Moves team. You struggled so much for that. My name is Matt Casno, reminding you all to get off my fucking back, you mongrel, and be smart about being stupid. No! I love you, Matt. On the eastbound train.